Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Loose ball, 50-50, Clarkson has it. Clarkson comes out of it. Clarkson reverse layup, scores and he's fouled. And somersaults. Clarkson drives to the left hand, into the paint, kicks. Niang, left corner three. Pow! Bam! Boom! Pow! Yes, sir! Rolling up five. Favors offensive rebound. Back out to O'Neal, rotates to Donovan. Big knee bend, fires the three, hits. Jazz back up by ten. David Locke on the call. The highlights from the Knicks win, or from the Jazz win over the Knicks. The Knicks bolt out to a big lead. They're up by 15. It was 13 at the half. And the Jazz made that go away in about five and a half minutes. And then the fourth quarter, they just blew the game open right at the very start of the fourth quarter. And they win 108-94. Royce O'Neal, 20 points. Most points he scored this year. Rudy Gobert came close to a 20-20 game. Didn't get it. But finished with 18 points and 19 rebounds. PK, they took a punch. They another Austin Rivers all-star performance. Ten straight shots and 25 points at halftime, but 0 for 4 in the second half, and the Jazz win it. Yeah, I thought Tom Thibodeau played great defense on uh, Austin Rivers, taking him out of the game. <laughs> Let him cool then off. Him, then not putting him back in until about halfway through the third quarter. I would have rode him all the way to halftime, and I would have started him at the third quarter, but they got their ways. I've seen it a million times. Makes no sense. A, a guy like him who's basically a journeyman player, he has it going on. See how far he could take it because he took you pretty far in the first half. They took him out in the second quarter. He never regained it, literally. And it was a nice gut check, kind of grind it out type of thing. Conley took the pressure off Mitchell in the third quarter by, what, scoring 10 points. Mm-hmm. And once they got it going, then what we've seen now nine times in a row, they're not going to be stopped. Jazz are back in action. They face the Mavericks. 7 o'clock tonight. They're going to play him twice in three days. Got him tonight and again on Friday. Zone coverage starts at 6 o'clock. Jake Scott, Tim McComb will be here with the Jazz Game Night pregame show. Also, and Donovan was asked about this in the postgame show, the Utah legislature formally adopted a resolution to back Donovan Mitchell after Shaquille O'Neal's sharp criticisms. 67-5. to It passed. And Donovan seemed to enjoy the emotional support. Okay, yeah, I've got nothing for you. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Ibaka. Ah! Got it blocked from behind by John Collins. And now it's going to be Trey Young to bring it back. Trey drives all the way through and lays it up and in. Trey Young comes back with it. Now Trey behind the pick. Straight away three. It rattles in. Ibaka leaning shot put rim short rebound Cousins. That's a bad possession. Ahead to Oladipo, puts on the brakes, shoots from the elbow, and scores! Rockets with the lead and the ball, working to our left. Cousins to Wall for three. Yes! John Wall! And he directs some words towards the Wizards bench. John Wall and Russell Westbrook get into a verbal confrontation during the Rockets-Wizards game. They get technical fouls in the fourth quarter. Houston wins the game 107 to 88. Rockets are 7 and 9. Wizards are 3 and 10. PK, two guys who got their feelings hurt because they got traded. 
who got the better of the deal, so they have words. I mean, what is that all about? I mean, neither one's got a winning record. What does it matter? Uh, my thought on that is that they were teammates for a little bit, and Wall didn't appreciate what Westbrook was doing. So they, that I think that was not that they each got traded because Westbrook was getting into it when Durant left. Uh, so I don't know how big of a deal it was there. Hawks 108, Clippers 99. Trey Young goes off. He has 38 points. Clippers were shorthanded. They got their two stars in COVID protocol. Don't know exactly what's going on. The coach got asked about it. He said they're feeling good, so whatever. Anyway, they're not with the team on this trip. And they're also missing Patrick Beverly. He's got some knee stuff going on, so you're missing your two stars and three rotation guys, and Trey Young goes off, and Atlanta beats the Clippers. So Jazz are now a half game behind the Lakers and a half game in front of the Clippers. The Clippers one one down, five to go on this road trip. Yeah, that was predictable that they would lose uh, without that. That's a lot of star power. Pacers guard Karis LeVert underwent surgery to treat renal cell carcinoma on his left kidney. The team said he's expected to make a full recovery. No further treatment is expected to be needed. He'll remain out indefinitely as he recovers from the procedure. As he said, well, it's a good thing he got traded and had that physical, and they found it, PK. Oh, yeah, this is great news. <laughs> yeah. Sekou Smith, longtime NBA reporter and TV analyst, passed away after battling COVID-19. He's 48 years old. He'd worked for Turner Sports since 2009. He's survived by his wife and three children. A lot of people in the media reacting to that, and some coaches, too, reacting to that. He was uh, well-known around the league, and a lot of people really sorry to see that. That's awfully young, 48 with three kids. Certainly, I'm not familiar with his work, but that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, this is a big-time tragedy. I, I feel as much empathy as I possibly could for yeah. himself and his family and his three children. I mean, this sucks. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU and Pepperdine again. BYU just just won. The Cougars uh, beat the Waves Saturday night at home. Now they're in Malibu. 1 o'clock, BYU TV. Cougars will be trying to stretch it to five straight wins. If there's been a silver lining to all of this as a sports fan, PK, there's been a lot of afternoon sports we don't normally get because normally they'd be trying to get some fans into a weeknight game, but since that's not happening, we're getting matinees. Sure, that's fun to have this game here be at 1 o'clock. I like that this two-game set that these teams have been playing, the Mountain West is doing a little bit more, but BYU's been involved. Obviously, they're involved here. And the fact that it's at 1 o'clock is great for me. Yeah, I'm available. I'll be watching. Utah State plays UNLV tonight. Second game in three days. They lost at Vegas. Horrific game on Monday. See if they can do a little better than this. They've lost back-to-back games now. 9 o'clock tonight, FS1. Scotty G's on the call. The Aggie pregame show starts at 8.30 on 1280. The Jazz game will be finishing up over on 97.5. Expecting a win in this one? I mean, I expected a win on Monday. I think they're the better team, but you wouldn't know it by the way they played and the, the way they shot the ball. I couldn't ask you, uh, answer you that they were a better team. I really hadn't been paying attention much to UNLV, so I, I don't feel like I was in the position to say that they were the better team going into it because I hadn't. I don't think I'd seen UNLV play once. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I don't think people are used to hearing the truth from athletes. So when they hear the truth, it's so like surprising at times. That's why this show, I think, has been so different than. It's because you're hearing somebody who, you know, has been around a long time who 
talks to people that he likes and shares like real non pre-rehearsed uh, non-robotic comments non-robotic comments those are nice few and far between but they're good when you get them that's Aaron Rodgers saying athletes aren't used to telling the truth so tell us the truth Aaron are you going to be back in Green Bay or not are you going to cause waves or are you going to let them do whatever they want What's that's the a Pat answer? McAfee show Did- Okay, he uh, says so he has reason to think he will be back with the franchise next season, but added there's not many absolutes in this business. Okay. A big probable. Chiefs and Buccaneers have some reinforcements coming in the Super Bowl. Chiefs running back Le'Veon Bell, knee issue. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins, calf issue. Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown, who's been battling knee problems. Safety Antoine Winfield Jr. has got an ankle. All expected to be healthy enough to be in uniform and playing on February 7th. None of those guys played in the conference championship games this past Sunday, but they're all expected to be ready for the Super Bowl. So we want to see these teams at full strength. I mean, they're not going to be at full strength, but in better shape than they were getting these guys back. In better shape than they would be without these guys. I mean, oh, obviously, the-, the Chiefs are missing an offensive ta- another offensive tackle now, so they'll have to deal with that. I mean, with the COVID, we really have no idea – 12 days out who's going to be at full strength so I would be cautious to say that this player is coming back that player is coming back this player is available and so forth Seattle Seahawks reportedly set to hire Rams passing game coordinator Shane Waldron as their new offensive coordinator Waldron's been a primary play caller in uh, many of his seven seasons as an NFL assistant or no he's never been excuse me never been. never been a primary play caller so this is it big promotion for him he's been with the Rams for four years maybe he'll bring him some inside intel inside the division no the skinny oh, it's all on film I think they figure a lot of stuff out but Seattle's <laughs> trying to get their offense going you just argued with yourself. Yeah, there. I did. Wasn't it great? Awesome. I'm conflicted on this issue. Hold on, I got this guy's got both I got sides. And now over here. And then Anything you'd like to say about the NFC West? It's my favorite division. I love it. I wish every team would be in the Super Bowl every year. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Tennessee Volunteers are hiring UCF coach Josh Heupel as their new head coach, according to multiple reports this morning. New Vols AD Danny White hired Heupel when he was at UCF. So those two get together again, and life is a, uh, is a group of five team. You get it going, but then your coach gets hired away. We've seen it happen with other programs. Houston, Houston had a, a really good stretch there, an excellent season, but a good stretch of seasons. But coaching changes have knocked them down a peg. Holding on to your guy can be hard. So much I, money I don't think there. It, I don't think it's restricted to Group of Five. I mean, Mike Leach left Washington State. Yep. Texas running back Keontae Ingram announced he's transferring to USC. A former starter for the Longhorns in 2019, he rushed for 1,800 yards over the past three seasons in Austin. That's decent, but the offense that uh, SC is currently employing has sort of gone away from the the running backs. Yeah, it has. But I guess if it gives you some more depth at running back, they haven't really been short of running back. It's just, it is, like you said, they don't really feature them. The way they've been throwing the ball around, there just aren't as many carries. Former Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Famer Will Shields, longtime HBCU Hall of Fame legend Joe Taylor, Texas AD Chris Del Conte, Kentucky AD Mitch Barnhart, and NC State AD Boo Corrigan make up the new five members of the College Football Playoff Committee. 
Iowa AD Gary Barta will remain as the chair of the committee, and PK now I suspect these guys will pick the undefeated and one-loss teams. So what do they have? It's a rotational basis? Yeah, it's a three-year deal. Three-year terms, yes. Uh, so Ronnie Lott is one of the guys outgoing in this. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. For the first time since 2013 and the ninth time since voting began in 1936, no candidate reached the necessary 75% threshold for election. Kurt Schilling led the group with votes on 71.1% of ballots cast, finishing just 16 votes short of election. So there it is. Nobody into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So this summer, assuming they have the in- induction ceremonies as scheduled, they'll put in the class of 2020 because they didn't do that last year. And everybody will try again next year, except Kurt Schilling sent a letter to request that the Hall remove him from the writer's ballot next year, his final year of eligibility. He says he hopes a Veterans Committee would enshrine him at a later date. Schilling 16 votes shy of making it in. And then all the steroid guys behind him, the Clemens and Bonds and Allen down the line, none of those guys either. Well, nobody. Yeah. Uh, So uh, the Hall will consider taking his name off of it. It doesn't have to. I think this is a mistake. And I know, oh, he's racist. I got it. I looked at some of the the people and then uh, I put it up on Facebook. We didn't get that many comments. And then I clicked on the one guy and, and sure enough, I mean, he was a hardcore Democrat. We understand that politics that's what's we're now in allowing politics to get into it i mean i think it's a slippery slope because if, if i'm going to judge one guy and he and he runs his mouth there's no question and it's not for me i mean i could never do what he's doing and taking these outrageous well maybe not some people wouldn't consider them outrageous but taking these strong how about that word political stances i mean that i i, I don't like extreme on either side it doesn't matter what side it is i just don't like it uh but then when do I get past that and realize it's a museum, it's not a, a hall of character, and then do I look at the individual voters? What do they got going on in their lives? How do I know that these guys, every single one of these voters, hasn't done or said things that are questionable? Let's go check and, all their social media. Yeah, and then I got to go on. And suppose they they uh, broke the vows of their marriage. What do I do on that? You know, for some, that's highly offensive. Suppose someone opposes or supports abortion. You know, I mean, Chris Hill the other day, when he came on at the end of the day, at the end of the interview, said, you know, it's a great, yesterday was a great day. All right, we know he's a Democrat. Now, suppose I would have said, well, except for the future unborns that are not going to make it to the to have an opportunity to live. You know what I mean? You can just go back and forth. What was a great day? Great day for whom? For you, because that's what you believe in, and you have every right to believe in that. And if that's a great day for you, more power to you. But I just think that once we start going down that road, where does it end? And and are you supposed to have character after you played or character while you played? Because I watched Baseball Network, and Harold Reynolds was bringing up that he's never heard any of his teammates complain about him. The guys who were with him, from February to October, day in and day out, and they obviously in the baseball network it's, it's uh, full of ex-players, Carlos Pena, uh, Billy Ripken, you know, they, they got several of them, and I was just watching from like uh, four to five because I knew the thing was going to be on, 
and I had nothing else to watch at that point in time, right? I was preparing. I hadn't not time for dinner yet, and the Jazz game hasn't started. So I'm watching that, and there, all of them unanimously believe he has the statistics, and that he separated himself from many, if not all, or certainly most of his peers during the time that he played. And his big game thing, uh, who's the one guy uh, I've seen his name? I mean, I've seen his face. hes I, I just don't know the names very well. Verducci, I think. Tom yeah, Verducci. Tom Verducci. He's yeah. a yeah. longtime writer, SI. Yeah, I think he was born in West Orange, and that's why I was watching, latch on to him. TV work now, yeah. And so he, was, he had some stat in winner-go-home games. Schilling got the ball uh, X amount of times. He won every one of them, and his ERA was under two. He's like saying, well, so there's no argument about what he's done on the field. I just sit, sit in moral judgment of people really makes me nervous. So a couple things on this. One, it's always two 70, things with you. Yeah, it might be three, too. I always underestimate. A trio of things on this, PK. <laughs> one, 71% of the people agree with what you just said and voted for him. I don't know that they all like him or like his politics or like what he said about the media or... Like how he talked to him after games, you know, what, whatever it is. 71% of the people either don't mind it or mind it but set it aside and voted for him. So I think the second thing is this goes back to what you said about Hank Aaron. You know, yes, there were just hate-filled letters, just, just, just over-the-top, repulsively death threats, but there were also people giving him standing ovations, and there were people writing him nice fan mail, and he wanted some of that included. So it's a mix. What it comes down to is 16 people. If 16 of the 29% that didn't vote for him, if just 16 people vote for him, then he's in and this discussion is different. You know, and, and some of it is politics and all that. But another thing, check it off. And I think we're to the third item now. I don't think the situation is different if he gets voted in. It's just that he got in. This, the, the situation remains the same. Does his running of the mouth and his extreme right-wing views, should that be taken into effect? Just because you get in, it doesn't – I don't think the discussion is different. I think it's the exact same thing. You just got more people who say yes. It's the fact is his on-the-field stuff. I don't think that you have to go through and ask all those folks who voted against him, do you think his on-the-field stuff isn't worthy? That's the discussion. So I saw someone wrote a list of some of the stuff he's done. And you always talk about the media is like a dog. If you pet it, it will be nice to you. And if you try to kick it, it will bark at you and bite you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things he liked on social media that outraged people was uh, tree. Uh, somebody had a shirt or something and they posted and then he liked it or commented on it or commented and liked it, whatever. But he reacted to it. Uh Positively, and it said, tree, robe, journalist, some assembly required. Yeah, 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 I know. It's, it's over the top. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do it? I mean, it just, I wouldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't appreciate what he's doing and what he's saying. I, I'm a moderate, and I like it. I like people to come together. I don't care what your political is. I want you to come together. But once you start being extreme, I'm going to move to Canada if fill <laughs> in the blank gets elected. No, you're, you're not. I check out. No, you're not. I, I just don't want to hear it. And that's why I didn't. I support Kerr and Popovich's right to say what they say, but it was always so angry and it was just ripping. What were the solutions? Just get rid of them, silence them, ban them. 
Is that those are the solutions? That's certainly what we see to seem to be hearing now. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming at 830, Tim Cato, Dallas Mavericks and NBA writer for The Athletic. He'll join us. Look ahead to the Jazz playing uh, two games against the Mavericks in the next three nights. We'll talk with him at 830. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst and former BYU and Utah basketball staff member will join us at 9.05 right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.